Welcome to Leap Listens. I'm Sarah McGregor. And I'm Roger Kalis. Leap Listens is brought to you by Leap Create. We are a people communications agency and we work with organisations to help communicate their culture to attract and recruit candidates and to engage and retain employees. Today is the final episode in series one of Leap Listens and we have the pleasure of being joined by a very special guest. We're joined by Dr. Anne-Marie Imathodon, MBE, who is a prodigy in every sense of the word. Aged 11, she was the youngest girl to ever pass A-level computing and was just 20 years old when she received her master's degree in mathematics and computer science from the University of Oxford, which is amazing. With positions at Goldman Sachs, Hewlett-Packard and Deutsche Bank, then the honorary doctorates from six different UK universities, It is this wealth of experience and pioneering spirit that led her to co-found the STEMETS, an award-winning social initiative dedicated to inspiring and promoting the next generation of young women in the STEM sectors, so science, technology, engineering and maths. Since its inception nine years ago, it has exposed 60,000 young people across Europe to Amory's vision of a more diverse and balanced science and tech community. We're really big fans of this initiative and we have been providing some creative support to support the charity. So welcome to Leap Listens, Anne-Marie. Hi, thanks for having me. Anne-Marie, tell us about STEMETS and the great work that you do. Sure, so STEMETS is a non-profit and we are working to engage, inform and connect the next generation of female and non-binary innovators to STEM and to STEAM where STEM is science, technology, engineering, and maths, and STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and maths. Amazing. And from your experience, Amory, working closely with like various organisations, what initiatives are they doing that will attract more girls and women into STEM? So I think most, uh, so the, I can talk, I guess, the most about um, my organisation and what we do. I think the, the biggest things that are being done are those that counter the social norm that we have at the moment that women um, don't do STEM. So it's this thing that we have kind of culturally that you either hear as a young person from teachers, from peers or from the media, or that you actually get to see an industry in the way that decisions are made in terms of leadership, in terms of recruitment, in terms of, you know, our policies uh, and the norms that we set in our in our technical workplaces. So anything that runs counter to those social norms for us as Demets, that's working on people's perceptions. So their impression of what it is to work in these spaces, which often comes from movies where it's, you know, someone sat in a dark room in a basement. Normally they have a cat, you know, and they're kind of that evil genius and showing that, you know, some people that work in tech have windows in their buildings and don't have cats there and actually are working on good things. So we work on the perception, we work on the awareness of their options and actually, you know, we, we had this when we started about 10 years ago that some people or with our young people in particular would say, you know, if you study maths, what can you be? And you kind of have everyone in their hand almost and put their hand up. Everyone in the room sort of put their hand up and it'd be like, you know, and you pick one person, they'd say maths teacher. And then everyone else would put their hand back down again. It's like, no, there's all these things that you could do with maths knowledge or these things you could do with technical knowledge, all these things you could do with science knowledge. I mean, often when you're really young, that concept of engineering is not something that folks are familiar with. So 
that'd be another one where no hands would go up when we'd ask them, what can you do, you know, with engineering? In fact, one hand would normally go up. That'd be the bravest person who would say, what's engineering? And so we're kind of showing them the aware, giving them awareness and showing them all the options that they have across STEM and STEAM via role models, via our resources, via workshops, via all kinds of different uh, kind of ways. The third element is the network. And this is the most important and something you see a lot in initiatives that are directed at um, slightly older people and kind of adults. But we bring this in at Stemets where getting those connections to those role models and to your peers is really powerful for you not feeling like you're the only, which gets in the way for a lot of a lot of people and a lot of young uh, women in particular choosing these subjects. But also having that connection where you get to see a difference. If you get to meet one technologist, then everything you think about technologists is just pinned into that one person, whether it's their protected characteristics, whether it's their interests, whether it's their journey, whereas getting to meet more than one person, a plethora of them, you know, in various different places and various different organizations and, you know, different parts of the industry, you get to build up a network that again shows you what's possible. And you have that, that adage, you know, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so they, we get them to see it, to eat with it, to connect with it, to talk with it, to relate to it. And then the final two pieces that we see are confidence and knowledge. And the confidence is all about giving folks that space, a safe environment, actually a safe space to try things. And, you know, you'll have this, you know, when you're working on design, you know, that first time, I don't know, you build a, a macro or equivalent, you know, in, in you know, insert name of uh, image editing software here, right? And you're like, oh my goodness, I did that. That can just crop all of it to the right shape. And then, you know, next time, if you want to do that again, you've got the confidence because you've had some sort of experience on, cropping everything to the right size, that then you might extend that, right? And so we give them that space to build that confidence, but also to gain that technical knowledge. And, you know, often it's not necessarily on those on those uh, automated workflows in image editing software. You know, sometimes the knowledge is Python, sometimes it's agile. There's all kinds of different bits of knowledge that young people pick up in our space. And we find the combination of those things helps with that attraction and actually some of the retention when they do then end up in industry. Well, that's that's absolutely fascinating. And and for us as a, a creative agency in this employer branding and recruitment space, you can imagine that a lot of our briefs all have a diversity and equality angle to them. Mm. But what would be your advice to organizations who are sort of who are really starting now to focus on equality? What would be your advice as to where to start? So my advice would be don't do it alone. And I think that there's definitely lots of resources out there, whether it's Better Allies, whether it's the Demanding More book whether it's any of, uh, you know, institutes and connections and um, initiatives like the Tech Talent Charter. But there are so many different spaces to be able to start this journey of not just learning and understanding, but iterative doing. And I think that's always my advice that I give to folks when I get to talk to different companies and different organizations is, yeah, it's all well and good to have read everything and, you know, have listened to all the podcasts and, you know, followed all the Twitter accounts and watched all the documentaries. But until you do something and make a mistake and learn from that mistake and make better mistakes, you know, that, that you've got to crack a few eggs. Like until you put yourself in that position to be doing and making mistakes, you're not going to make any kind of progress. And you want to have a growth mindset about this is the other thing that I always say to start. Like you want to be doing, you want to be doing better this week than you were last week, better next month than you were this month and so on. And so if you have that as your baseline, you have that as your aim rather than being the premier company for women. It's like, okay, that's a nice thing to aim for, but actually 
give yourself some space in technology. We're iterative all the time. You know, they don't, they didn't do the best Facebook, did the, the Facebook that's good enough for these two weeks because we're going to put out a new version in the next two weeks. And so taking that approach is definitely the way to get that ball rolling, get things started and allow yourself the space to grow because that, that's what this is. It's an evolution, you yeah. know, I think, more than anything yeah. else. That's right. And um, I guess networks are super important for organisations. Mm. For people to you know collaborate and share ideas and and have those role models as well 100 i mean connecting with networks and there's so many ready-made networks across the country and across the industry and i think it's really important to connect with those networks not just for taking and not just for advertising but for nurturing for learning um you know it needs to be a mutual thing rather than you're just going to go and pluck out all the talent that is congregated in network x or you know act event y so I guess you see yourselves as a sort of bridge because Sarah and I and I have attended quite a few careers events. So I suppose one of the things that strikes us is that people don't know what they don't know. So there's a whole load of jobs and careers that people don't even know exist. And I guess a whole load of careers that um, and jobs that don't actually exist yet, but will in, in the future. So I suppose you see your role as a sort of bridge between those two worlds of industry and, and people at quite a young age who, are, who you want to start considering these careers. Definitely. I mean, we, we see the STEAM and STEM field as industry, academia and entrepreneurship. So we're trying to be, yeah, you're right, that kind of bridge, almost kind of gateway into those spaces, but giving people the skills and I guess the perspective and the context to know that, you know, what they're intending today to go into in three years time either might not exist or there'll be a new version that or something else, right, that might, like you said, be a closer fit. And so it's coming in knowing that you're opening up options rather than saying you're coming in and you're you're narrowing yourself into, let's say, tech. The businesses that we work with, we think they are pretty well-intentioned in this, in this area and they're really trying um, hard. But what do you think is the most important factor in attracting un underrepresented groups into, into STEM or, or STEAM professions? I think, the most, I think the most important factor is being able to listen. I think that's it. I mean... You know, the good news travels fast, bad news travels faster. And I think if you have people in your organization who aren't listened to and who aren't reflected in policies, aren't reflected in the norm, aren't reflected in practices, you can do all the events and all the advertising you want to. Um, anytime anyone comes close, they're going to see it in an interview. They're going to see it at the social events. You know, we, we have it, we have it all the time with our young people, you know, that end up going to lots of different STEM events and, you know, they'll come back and they'll tell us when they're the only person in the room and they were treating it, it treated in a particular way and there is no recourse and no accountability in that space and they just won't end up in those companies. Or there are others who come to us who, you know, are really excited that they've got particular roles. They end up, end up there and, and they almost end up sending kind of warnings out to the rest of the community to be like, actually, that's how I was treated in that company. So, you know, they can say all they want to say and, you know, do all the big initiatives, but actually it means nothing. And this is somewhere that actually didn't shout as much and has treated me and others like me really well. And so I think being able to listen, be sensitive, and like I said, be iterative and be agile on those edits to the culture is what will do really well, because then you don't need to do the overt attraction again, because the, that success and, um, you know, having that diversity of leaders, right, or people in positions of, with, in positions of responsibility, all of that screams much louder than who you have on your website. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good point. So um, 
Anne-Marie, what's the future for, for STEMETS? Where, where are we, where are you going next? Oh, lots of places. I mean, we're starting a whole load of thought leadership um, work as part of our 10 year anniversary. So we're 10 at the top of 2023. We've also got a new podcast out called STEMETS Say What? Um, and we're continuing to do our work, you know, supporting young people, supporting our parents and their teachers and the other influencers, and also on the Stemet Society um, closed network too. So there's always something new on the horizon for Stemets. I mean, you guys know that we work quite a lot. There's always something new. Can you tinker with this? Can you play this? We need a new new graphic for that. Um, so yeah, 10, 10 year celebrations is a really big one uh, and a little bit of regional expansion as well coming in 2023. So in that 10 years, you must be starting to see or already seeing the fruits of your labor? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got lots of alum, um, many of whom actually will feature across our 10 year um, anniversary celebrations. I think we've constantly got, you know, success stories around internships that people are getting, jobs that they're gaining, new courses that they're on when they're catching up with others and they're building things together. So lots of those things. I mean, the, the ones that are the sweetest for me are when we end up going into, you know, a brand new company, and it turns out, you know, the the person that's, you know, looking after that person that's brought us in is a loom. And, you know, they turn up on the day, you know, they haven't been involved in, in organising, um, you know, the logistics, but they turn up on the day and they're like, I'm I'm AJ and I used to be sat in your seat, folks. And, you know, in a couple of years time, you could be me, you know, talking about what I'm doing, enjoying being really fulfilled in the industry. And, you know, and it's like, anyway any questions, let me know. I'm going to leave you with the team. I need to head back and go get what I need to get done because I'm fairly important here. And if I'm not on my desk, things you know, not getting done. And that's always really amazing to be able to see, you know, people that were teenagers, people that are really young people. Now, genuinely, they've made it in and they stand taller. And there's a retention that we have in, in our alum going through that, you know, it's, it's, it's there because they've got the network, because they've grown up with it, because they've had an edited social norm that's meant that actually, even if they're not, they don't have a great experience in one company, they know that's not about them, that's not about leaving the industry, they know that, they know that there are other spaces where they will be celebrated beyond being tolerated. So yeah, lots of that going on. It's always really, really good, really fulfilling. It feels really great actually to be a, when every time we see that coming through. Mm, must be like your, your children. In some ways, I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know what that's like. <laughs> but you could say that. You said it, Roger. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I suppose the good thing is that each of those people as well uh, become role models, so it's sort of self-fulfilling. And I guess they're more likely to give back, aren't they, and, and be alert to social norms and, and breaking those moulds. Yeah, I mean, they're alert to that. And I think the other thing that we've seen definitely with them is that their definition of success is different. And I think that's that's the thing that's the nicest part of it is that, you know, where even in my generation, you know, and I'm not I'm not that old, I'm a little bit older than obviously the young people we work with, but you know, success was defined in like salary and status and role and you know where you end up going. Whereas for them, success is defined in who they bring along, you know, and their work balance and life work work life balance, sorry, and all the rest of it. And so they've got a much broader definition of success that means that for them it's normal to say, yeah, I'm going to bring others along. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a role model that's going to do this, and it's not a pressure thing. It's something that they wear with pride, and they've seen how that's worked for them, and they want to be able to do that for others, which I think is is a is a beautiful thing to see. Um, it is, yeah. yeah, it's 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 very very inspiring, you know. And you like you say, like you know the the standards before were your title and you know it was uh, your salary and your position where actually like you say now the mold it's changing mm. you know and um, 
it's yeah it's 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 amazing and i think what we're hearing a lot and what we're seeing is that people now are genuinely more interested in a company's purpose i know that word purpose gets thrown about a lot mm. but it feels very much like um, people are interviewing the company as much as the company interviewing them. And, and they really genuinely um, want to see that their values are aligned. You know, people are, I think, a lot more questioning now about companies' attitudes towards various different things. And they want to kind of work somewhere. I'd like to say, I know this includes entrepreneurship as well, but they, if it's for a big organization, they want to know that there's some shared values. And I guess this all plays into that too. Definitely. And I think, I think for me, so I've got a new book uh, coming out as well in September called She's in Control. And I have a whole chapter talking about this kind of tech for good and what good looks like in technology. And I think we're seeing a lot more folks as well who are coming in for different reasons from what previous generations would want. So even separate to the money and, and the status, you know, there are people like me who did the computer science for the love of the computer science because of what we could do with computer science. And actually you've now got different folks who are wanting to come in who have studied politics or who have studied, you know, arts or languages or whatever, and they're wanting to come in and apply that in a different direction. And they can see the power and the agency that they have in the tech. And so we're getting a lot more kind of challenge actually from different types of people coming into this our space and coming into the tech industry who are saying actually you know, it's not computer science above all, you know, we're supposed to be solving the problems of people with the technology, not putting the technology above, you know, the, the, those people. And so I think the more of that that we see, the better, because it means that we're, we'll build better products, we'll solve more problems than we're creating with what we're, what we're you know, building and, and the tools that we're creating, the techniques that we're um, pushing out. And so I think it's, I think it's actually a really good thing to have different folks, a diversity of folks, a diversity of thoughts, in industry, taking up space, having leadership positions, you know, forming our decision making and ensuring that we can have a legacy of technologies that we can be proud of, rather than one that we feel a little bit shameful of, you know, that ends up with the Terminator 2 Black Mirror scenario, which if we're not careful, is definitely where we're heading towards. Yeah, or even worse, Terminator 3, which is a, which is a terrible it's terrible. Film. <laughs> no, but that was that was actually a perfect summary to to the end of this podcast but um I wanted to say actually congratulations on the book I've I've got a pre-order coming so um that's a, that. yes. a fan girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> such a reader no I I hope you enjoy it and I hope folks are able to give it to others and I think yeah, this is it. We just need we just need lots of different types of minds in here. It's been it's been held by the few for far too long, and all of this is way too important for it to be just one type of one part of society working on it. So yeah, yeah, Excellent. the work continues. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amory. Thanks, folks. Yes, thank you. We promised you fifteen minutes. We've taken eighteen <laughs> minutes of your time. But it was definitely it was worth it. well worth all it. Enjoyable. So, uh, all enjoyable. All the time I can spend with you guys. We do lots of good stuff together. So happy to happy to pick back to. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks very so much. much. Have a good rest of the week. Well, what an amazing conversation that was. She's um, so inspiring, isn't she? She certainly is. Yeah, makes me feel like I'm very much underachieving. Yes. So that is a wrap, isn't it, for our first series of uh, Leap Listens. How exciting. Very exciting. What And what a fantastic bunch of guests we have. Yes, and we're going to be doing a roundup next of all of the conversations that we've had covering all of the topics. And um, we'll then be heading into series two. Yeah, where we'll sort of look back at things we've done well, things we yes. can do a bit better. And... Exactly. There's a lot of learning, isn't there? It's been, yes, it's been exciting, there, hasn't yes. it? We've, um, we've learned a lot and uh, there's been some 
some interesting technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I'm ironing out. Yes. <laughs> but that's a wrap. It is. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.